Unity Community of Central Oregon's podcast featuring Reverend Jane Hyatt. I was reminded as I was listening of just growing up in a family, you know, and when you get to, um, like, certainly by your senior year, if you haven't done it sooner, you just can't get wait to get the hell out of there, right? <laughs> because you are onward to something better. And then somewhere along the line, maybe like after you've left, you realize, you begin to appreciate what you had in that home. And, and you feel nostalgic for it, and you feel sad that, um, you know, it's just part of that process of maturing. We are not meant to stay in the nest forever. But this place has been a nest for us. Not all of you know the history of how we got to be here. When Unity Community was founded, that was January of 2001. We started with about 20 founding members. If you were a founding member of Unity and you're still here, would you stand up, please? Where did, where did Dave go? And Dave is also a founding member. I did, I'm not because I started six months after you guys. Six months later, yeah. And two months afterwards, two months afterwards Judy Sullivan's how long? About two months later, yeah. So there's a handful of us that have been here from the very beginning. And we were in a hotel down on the north end of town. And then in September 2011, we moved into a place on Division Street. In fact, um, on September 11th of 2001, we were knocking down walls while the, it was, what? It was, um, you know, it was the same day that 9-11 was happening. We were in that building knocking down walls. So we were creating unity on division, which was <laughs> lovely. And we were there for three or four years. And, and then what happened was the boom was gathering momentum, and the landlords increased our rent by, I don't know, was it triple, Dave? At least double, maybe closer to triple. Anyway, enough that we could no longer afford it. So that was the beginning of the, um, the 40 years, so to speak, in the desert where we wandered from one place to another. We were up at the Hitchcock Auditorium at the COCC for quite a while. We were at the Shire for a summer. We were in the Environmental Center for a while. And then in the spring of 2010, we were able to get this place. And, and so we have been here since then. Um, how many of you were here at that point when we moved into the Grange? Would you stand up if you were here then? All right. So let's give a round of applause to these folks who have been there since then. And, and we were able to be in this place because it's a Grange Hall. And if we were willing to start up a Grange, which required 14 members, then we could be here. And the Grange has rented it out to um, 
unity. So if you were part of that original Grange, would you stand up? <laughs> All right. Thank you. Wait, stay standing, stay standing. So if you have served on the Grange at any point, whether you're on it currently or not, just would you please stand? Yeah. Yeah, don't be shy. This is, this is part of the ending, really acknowledging and appreciating all of these people. And there are more that aren't here right now, but these people were willing to come once a month for a meeting um, and go through the whole archaic um, <laughs> ritual <laughs> so, that, so that we could have this home. Okay, thank you. So thank you. This, this has been a beautiful space for us, and we've, <clears throat> we have made it our own. If you were part of renovating the place, because the colors are new, there's just so many things that we did to make it more beautiful, because we went through a phase of discontent with, we want something better than this, and we were slipping into what's wrong with this. And so we decided to focus on, let's make this even more beautiful. Let's instill it with our love. And so there were many, many tasks, from painting to clearing out. If you were part of that in any way, would you stand up, please? There were lots of people, lots of people. Thank you. When we have an ending in our lives, it's always bittersweet because there's the part that we love and appreciate, and then there's the part that we want to leave behind. And it, get, it stirs up everything that's gone before. I remember when Rachel was moving out of the house at the end of her senior year, and she had decided she was going to go to Eugene. So we were driving her to Eugene. We had um, quack radio on, you know, playing um, not quack as in the ducks, but you know, the local oldies station was playing all this music. And it was music that I had grown up with, like the music when I was her age was playing on the radio. So. I am simultaneously remembering what it was like to be 17 and excited to get on with my life and just blubbering like a baby and trying to hold that in because my baby is moving out. So, you know, that was all part of that process. And so now, whenever, and that was just one, you know, that's just one. I have all these other endings. Some of, some of the endings were really, really painful. Some of them were really sweet. And yet they all get triggered. And I know the same is true for all of you. All of your endings are alive in this moment because they live in you the ones that you wanted and the ones that you didn't want. They're alive in you. 
And that's a good thing. I spent a lot of my life thinking that I just hadn't yet found the right therapy. And when I found it, I wouldn't have grief anymore. <laughs> and now what I know is that grief is this well-furnished room in my heart. <laughs> and sometimes I go and hang out there. And it's part of being human. It isn't something to get rid of. It isn't something we actively focus on and dwell on in every possible moment. But it is part of being human. And so it's natural as we get ready to leave the Grange that the memories are going to start coming up for us. The ones that are sweet, sweet memories and the other ones that are less sweet, like the times that the water wasn't working and everybody had to use the porta potty or, you know, all of those, the little critters <laughs> that, that we share the space with. Um, those are, are maybe less happy memories, but, but they're also wonderful memories. One of my stories from this space that is very sweet is happening to be up in earshot as Dave and Kalinda were having this conversation about a first date that was a practice date for because Kalinda had decided that she was ready to start dating and wished she could find somebody to date. And so Dave offered to take her on a practice date. <laughs> and so they were having this conversation about the quality of the date, and he is pointing out to her, well, you know, you said it was only practice. <laughs> so, so they, as you know, because they're now engaged, decided to keep practicing. And... <laughs> That's just such a sweet memory that I got to be there and part of the history of people that are really important to me. And I bet a lot of you have stories. I have a little story about Charlotte. I thought the second or third time they were here, um, she asked if we would ever get toilets because all she'd seen out there was the porta potty. And I said, well, we got two of them here if you just look around. <laughs> Does anybody else have a story they want to share? <laughs> we have the stories of our beautiful quilts on the wall. Somebody who doesn't come here now anymore, but she had the idea, she was a quilter, to do this particular style of quilt. And so we had a lot of people volunteered. And surprisingly, most of them are not people who come here for one reason or another anymore, but they have all claimed their quilts, or um, the person that they made it for has claimed the quilt. So um, those two will be coming down and going to homes, but, but they, have, they have graced our place for so long. They've been so beautiful, and we really have appreciated that. 
I just, I just remember um, all the Christmas Eve services and the Thanksgiving dinners here. I mean, um, when Kevin asked us to, to think about those things, I remember coming here on Christmas Eve. Uh, we do the candlelight service, the music. Um, it's just so beautiful. to see. And, and we were usually packed out the door. And the Thanksgiving, um, we'd have a pre-Thanksgiving dinner the night before. And people would gather. We'd, someone would volunteer. They'd cook one or two big turkeys. Everybody would bring uh, uh, sides. And the whole family of unity came to, um, not everyone, but it was a, it was a good, good um, amount of people. And it was just wonderful. And of course, the remembrance services. Uh, I don't know if any of you have not been to a remembrance service, but I hope we'll continue to do that. And those were just those special services. I love coming every Sunday. And since we have been here since the beginning, but the special services are really close to my heart. So. I remember fondly the burning bowl servant, and that seems to attract a little, a, but a lot of little kids who are budding pyromaniacs, and <laughs> and just kind of holding my breath as I <laughs> watching those things light up. Oh. Linda, I remember a bride, a lovely bride, coming down this aisle. In this room, one evening, and it was so beautiful. Yes. Yeah, thank you. That was so sweet. Dave, come and take the no, take it because we're recording. Can't hide in the back. Um, I remember when a dear member of ours, Jimmy, wanted to have his memorial before he passed. And it was my first time ever played a living memorial. And that day, uh, Bill Dewhurst came in for the first time. And we quickly became like best friends. And he became a member. And then he, he passed a few years later. And this still reminds me of Bill every time I'm here. So that's very special to me. Yeah, I'll never forget Jimmy walking up the aisle and the music that was playing was Spirit in the Sky. Isn't, is that, yeah, and he just rocked it. It was amazing. <laughs> Dick. I was just reminded when Joanne talked about the Thanksgiving uh, times, how this last Thanksgiving we were all together and several of us uh, did music, background music or music of one kind or another for, for that event. And uh, I was asked, we were all working on the idea of how to find a better facility. And we just were trying to put all that together. And I was asked to sing, and I sang The Impossible Dream. <laughs> and uh, I think it's interesting that that impossible dream is now possible. Uh, 
one of my stories today, I didn't know it was in my heart in the early 90s in Corvallis. I was a big part of Unity Church, and I was on the board and the building committee and we're looking at land and doing all those things, and it never came to fruition. And I didn't realize how much that was incomplete for me. And so when I had a chance here to participate, and I just realized today it's coming to fruition, something that for me was 20, more than 20 years ago. And that really touches my heart. And I'm sorry, I have one more little thing, and that was the day that on the building committee, we were envisioning things for this new home, and suddenly I thought of this Stevie Wonder song called Ribbons in the Sky, and I had shared that. And Then the next week I came to the service, and Jane surprised me. Eric really is the, this is the big surprise. He sang Ribbons in the Sky, <laughs> and it just, it was like one of those moments where I felt so loved and appreciated. So. Thank you. Quickly. Hi there. I spent uh, much of my uh, so-called adult life trying to get over some stuff without going into it. Uh, when I, I, I worked very, very, very hard for that and had some people and spirits that did the same thing, and I uh, accomplished a whole, whole lot. And I got here, and the first time I was here, and this is the point, I just felt like I was home. It really, really unique feeling, because I'd been to other churches of various sorts, and there was always something that wasn't quite fitting right. You know, and everybody here, I have never seen this sort of uncomfortable things that have happened in other churches uh, with personalities or whatever. Whatever goes on here, the primary thing is peace, contentment, positive stuff that we, people put aside whatever negative might be there if there is any there. It just pleases me and I'm glad to be home. Thank you. <laughs> Um, I have kind of a cool, such a cool feeling about unity from the early days when we moved here. It was because there was a unity church that we looked at Bend, and that was um, 15 years ago. So, um, and I just look at Abby here today and think that when we first came, my kids were two, and um, then they participated in Reader's Theater and all of those beginnings, and now they're seniors in high school and about to truly out of the house as much as possible already. Um, and I was so grateful for all the years they had a, a church while they would come to church, a place. You know, we said the um, prayer for protection from their earliest days. So they, it was like memory. And then Jen and I added on people for years until we had maybe 30 names. And we could say it together every night and not miss a beat. We were complete in sync every night saying prayers for people. We don't do that anymore, but it was a very powerful part of her foundation, the prayers and the, the meditation of unity. 
Um, and we were a big part of a unity in Marin where we did get to build a church home. And coming here, leaving a community and finding another one is also a hard, it's a hard transition. But this has been a big part of our life. And Jane is the twins' fairy godmother and um, can't imagine a better person for that. So I just want to thank you for that. And then on the more recent side, um, my father was quite ill with dementia. And um, unbeknownst to him, we moved him here. And when he realized he'd been moved across the country, um, he uh, said, well, I'll give you two weeks. And in that two weeks, he literally gave us three, is all he managed to live here. But it was a great time in um, his life and my life having him nearby. And he came to church. And he lit up as people around here introduced themselves to him and met him with such love. And the quilt that's hanging there is for my father. And I can't wait to bring it home. It's like I get to bring my dad home today. So thank you. Okay, I'm going to do it. I'm new here. I haven't been here for very long. But I have to tell you that the love and the outpouring of love from these people, from you people, all them people them, as they would say in Sierra Leone. <laughs> Didn't know you were all them people them, did you? Anyway, as you have followed my journey with first becoming vulnerable and telling my love story and being so kind and so loving and so supporting. Now, and I was so excited when I left here the last time, I'm gonna try not to do this. <laughs> it's probably too early, but my husband did not get his visa. So this is why you do not see him here with me today. But everything is perfect even though it may seem imperfect at the time. And that is becoming part of my heart-head connection. But I just want to say how very grateful I am for all of you and for all of your support to somebody you didn't even know. And when we had our little meditation here, the story I got was, from all the spirits and all the angels here in the room, they said, we're going with you. <laughs> you don't realize we're beings of light. We can be anywhere, anytime, with everybody. So we are not only just moving on and leaving energy, we're taking it with us as well. And I'm so, so excited about the new the new place. Thank you so much. Well, that's eerie, because I got that message, too. <laughs> About it. Uh, wow. Um, I, this is more about just unity as a whole, I suppose, but this building is part of that. Uh, and I don't know how many people know this, the first time I came here four years ago um, was kind of under protest. <laughs> I, I had just had... Drug no, I, I, uh, I'm not going to go into all the details because it doesn't really matter. I had been in a big falling out with the, with, uh, the, the pastor of the church that I had been play, singing at before. And I was just like, I'm done. I don't want to deal with this 
kind of thing anymore. I'm finished. I don't know, I don't know what my outlet for, for music's going to be, but it's not going to be at a church. <laughs> well, and uh, my ex-wife kept saying, well, you've you got to check out uh, Unity because it's, it's really, it's very interesting. And I'm thinking, the la- and we weren't doing well, so the last thing I was interested in doing was going someplace she recommended me go. <laughs> And I thought, well, just a sh- I'm, I'm just going to say it. I don't mean it. Just to shut her up, I'm going to go. And, <laughs> and uh, I wound <laughs> well, here we are. <laughs> and I mean, you know, Unity has touched my life in so many ways. I mean, heck, I even got a roommate out of the deal. So, you know, hey. But I mean, I, I, I say it lightly, but I mean, it's, it, that's just because that's how I handle my vulnerability. If I actually was totally sincere about it, not, not sincere, that's not the right word. Um, if I was totally just wearing everything on my sleeve, I'd be a blubbering mess, and I don't want to... But, uh, yeah, for everything from the cool Christmas Eve services to the remembrance services that I have to be dragged to every year because I don't want to think about death and things in my family, but uh, I always feel better after I've done it. Um, I mean, so even that, I have to... I just... I'm grateful for everything that this place and this community has given me and dang it, it's going to, all right, I'm done, going to start. So part of our wandering from one place to another involved losing people along the way. And so by the time I became the senior minister in January of 2011, we had a group of 20 which is what we started with, was 20. It was just a different 20. And, and then over the years, we continued to add new members and new members and new members. Many of you here are members. And one of the sweetest things for me has been getting to introduce them every time that we have new people joining. And because I think that community is a huge part of what makes us work. It's not the only thing, but it's a huge it's a huge part of it and it's what the world needs. The world needs people to be able to accept one another even though they're different. And we're very different. You know, we <clears throat> we have similarities, but whether it's the differences in backgrounds, we've I'm not sure there's any religion that somebody hasn't been at one point that is here. So we come from very diverse backgrounds. Certainly, our upbringings are diverse. Our geography and where we've come from is diverse. Our politics are diverse. Our habits, our bodies, so much is different. And yet, there is a love and acceptance here for all. And and a spiritual path where we are saying that if, and it's in our membership agreement, that if I am having an issue with you, it isn't about you. It's about me, and it's an invitation to explore what it is in me that is unresolved, that could get me triggered, which is very, very elevated consciousness. What would our world be like if we all did that? And, and we're just, we're doing that to the best of our abilities. 
As we say goodbye to this place, we carry it with us in our hearts. We never, we may go on and have something new that we create, something that allows us to have more opportunities, allows us to serve more fully than we are able here, especially with our kids. But we carry the sweetness of this place in our hearts. This place is where we have become a strong community. This place. And we have to be grateful for what it has given us as a foundation. I want one last appreciation is all of the people who have been involved in whatever way in leaving this place and moving to the other, whether it has been all the decorating, all the planning, all the visioning, all the packing, all the sorting, all the schlepping, whatever it's been. If you have done anything at all in that, now I know some of you are brand new, so of course you haven't. Don't feel bad about not standing. But if you've done anything, will you please stand up? And keep, keep standing, keep standing. If you have already signed up for a role of something that you're going to be doing because there are new opportunities, teachers, sound, um, <laughs> music, another service, there are things that people have already signed up for. If you have signed up for something, will you also stand up? Now, just from wherever you are, stand and look around. There is something that's called Pareto's Principle. It's called 2080 Rule. And that means that 20% of the people do 80% of the work. Look at this. <laughs> and know that there are at least half a dozen people who are here for the first time today that are sitting down. This is pretty amazing. And some of the people that are sitting down that come here regularly and have not yet been involved have been involved in other things, whether it's spirit groups. I, I'm looking at Judy Martin is here sitting down. I don't know why. <laughs> Besides doing all the paneling for the sound system, she's one of the quilt makers opening the Grange and making sure that there is heat on for years she did. I have a gratitude message for all. I am so, so grateful that we have an independent of Judy heating system. <laughs> all right. So thank you all. Thank you all for all that you are, have done and will continue to do.